you guys know me. I'm, I can be like, I, I can be, I can be bound up. Yeah, like Imodium. Like I took a three packs of Imodium. <laughs> but uh, but but sometimes I need some X lax people. I hope you guys. I don't know. You got you got Imodium people and you got X lax people. Well, for sure you need some chill people. <laughs> it's something we That's all can awesome. relate to. We all can relate. I, it's about being relatable. So this is me. This is an X lax moment for Dwight. You know, I'm loose. I'm not. Look I'm out! Loose. I'm fresh off vacation, everybody. So this is why I can. Welcome, everyone. It's so great to be with you once again. I'm your podcast host here today, Don Scott Damon. I'm sitting with Cam Green. What's up, everybody? And Dwight Hudson. Hey, y'all. How's it going? This is a podcast we are doing on leadership in the multicultural context. And we have a great subject today. I can't wait to get into it. But first... We have to talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Somebody's smiling from ear to ear at this table. There's an extra glow on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Do tell. That's me. I think it's yeah, that's, I, I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I am uh, freshly married. Uh, what is this? A week and two days. No, weekend. Yeah, weekend. Three days, actually. A week and three days married. Uh, so, I am very much happy. Lovely, married to my lovely now wife. Uh, How wife. weird does that it does that feel weird? Wife, wife, wife is okay. okay. I think what's weird is seeing male with Allison Hudson. That part is just like, you have my last name. Like you, you got my last name. Like what? I'm like Mrs. Hudson was like my mom growing up. So it's just right. like, okay, this feels weird. So I think that part, that part is good. So, but when, but when she calls me husband, that's like a different thing. So yeah, uh, so she 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 does it very frequently. Like hey husband, hey husband. she'll probably get mad at me for saying all this, but she'll be okay because we're married now. She can't that's you can't right. go nowhere. No, that's <laughs> what it is. You, you, you still wait till she calls you lover from oh, down yeah. the <laughs> hey lover. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's it's, what I call Paul. It, it is. Uh, it's it's great. It's 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 a, it's a great been a great journey and growing and just like the whole thing. I mean. Uh, we, we we did the virtual wedding, which was a unique experience, but it was, I I I, I grew to love her more. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's just it, we talk about growth, like the love. Like, it's just like when I was dating, it's just like, oh yeah, it's just cool. Then you see the growth, and now it's just like, no, like I really love her. So like, and, and a mm-hmm. part of my vow was just like I vowed to always be thankful, and so it's just like every every moment, it's just like I'm thankful for you. Like, and that and that that yes. gratitude feeds the love. So it's just like, and so it's, I, I'm I'm praying that that just stays in my heart, so that way I don't. Uh, getting used to her like I, a lot of people it's weird like when you get married there's two camps like one people one person's just like oh boy now you got the old ball and chain <laughs> oh yeah then another group was just like i'm so happy for you and i pray god's blessing so it's just like hearing both sides but i i definitely lean towards the like i see the the, the god in it um which means that it's not going to be all you know lollipops and candy canes sometimes it's going to be a little bit of frustration but i think that's what relationships are about so I think that's true, but I think exactly what you're saying. You know, it's whatever you expect, because what you expect is what you're going to draw to yourself. I really believe that, you know. So if you call her a ball and chain, guess what? She may be. (laughs) But if you treasure her and cherish her and say, this is a woman that I'm very thankful for, I I honestly believe that's you will reap what you sow. So keep sowing those good seeds and she'll keep living up to it. Thank you. That's yep. what Allison did. The rehearsal yeah. was the funniest oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Can't remember that sound yet. Yeah. What <laughs> happened? So I got the privilege to do sound for his version. 
his virtual wedding experience. And his dad was hilarious. Yeah, my dad's uh-huh. awesome. He's, he's, you can tell he doesn't really know technology yeah. and stuff very well. So, like, <laughs> they had a lot of people sending in videos who couldn't be there. So, right. So his dad was officiating. He would go, Allison's father couldn't be at the wedding, but he sent in a video. <laughs> and, he and, point, and he would point his hands up like this. And we'd be like, why do you look like Vanna White? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> he he was Vanna Whiting the whole thing. I was just like. Dad, you don't gotta do that. So like, yeah, he's not used to the virtual thing at all, and we laughed. We 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 laughed pretty heavily, uh, and he even he laughed at it. It was it was, it was a real 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 good time. Yeah, <laughs> it so. was funny. That's good. Well, you had a lot of joy, and you just said it. There's going to be a lot of growth. Yep. Now, yep. and good growth. Good growth. Yep. And that's what we're talking about today in the podcast. We're talking about leadership growth, but also. The, a growth mindset, yeah. how to really grow as an individual and how to move beyond whatever trauma maybe we've had as a child or things that we've learned that were wrong that don't serve us well now and to mature and to grow up and to really, you know, come up, up away from walking into that that area of the flesh where we just think and feel and want and yeah. into really be becoming a mature believer and a mature now husband mm-hmm. and making choices on a regular basis. I believe that one of the ways God transforms us into his image, he chooses marriage, a marriage relationship to shape us and form us and to chip away some yep. things. And so uh, <laughs> we're excited to see what you will become. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> too. I'm yeah. All good things. Yeah, It's cool seeing Cause like for me being, is it unwedded or not? I don't know the proper word. I'm, I don't know what. Um, single. 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 There you go. <laughs> being single. Yes. You're unwed. <laughs> I'm yes. unwed. So being single, I get to watch. You know, Dwight just getting into it, and then I got a PV and Paul who've been at this for a while. So I get to go. I see a lot more people that's like ball and chain. So seeing you guys enjoy yeah. marriage, that's encouraging. Cause for a while I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. Not doing <laughs> but yeah, I get to. I get to see. I the, think the secret of a good marriage is not that you marry the right person, but that you become the right person. Yeah, yeah. Is so, it? I'm glad you said that because I feel myself changing a lot, especially with my birthday coming up. Right. I don't know. Something happened at like the middle of like when 25 hit, and then I got to 26. I know that's not a big number for people, but something changed. Before that, for me, I was like not about stability. I was like, I'm about to live my life. I'm about to, and the people that surrounded me encouraged that they were like you know go turn up go have fun it's your 20s that so your wild oats yeah. listen yeah. that's yeah. a lie like so when i got to like mm-hmm. 25 especially when i hit 26 you know health problems came about and then my mindset just shifted and i had to reevaluate you know who first of all what i wanted to do and who was surrounding me mm-hmm. and when you evaluate it i guess my first question for you guys because this is my first one how do you, first of all, how do you evaluate those that are surrounding you? And when you evaluate those, is it one of those, we need to have a sit-down boardroom meeting, like, you can no longer be in my life yeah. because I've grown beyond you. I have that type of personality to do that, mm-hmm. but how do you then make the decision off of what the evaluation showed you? Yeah. Mm. Well, first of all, I do think you need to realize that you do become the average of the five friends that you hang around. Mm -hmm. 
So you will not be better than, you won't be worse than, but you will be the average of the five friends. So you do really want to look at the people that you're around. Are they bringing you up? Are they calling you up? Or, you know, are they dragging you down? Are they keeping you average? Do you see anything in the friends that you're with that make you want to excel? And you stand back and you admire that and you say, one of those, one of these days I want to be like that. Or are you looking at a group of people that, and you shake your head and say, man, these guys, if they live to another year, it'll be a miracle. Well, probably you can love them, but love them from a distance and start putting people in your life that you know that they're going to call you up a level. And and conversely, think about, are you the kind of person people want to hang around? Or does somebody have to have the come to Jesus talk with you? Because we want to make sure that we're adding qualities to our life that help us to grow and to evolve and become an individual who I don't I really in my life I'm still at my age I'm still learning and growing I never want to be status quo you know yeah. I always want to be status quo I do I want to continue status to have a, a growth mindset as long as I'm alive yeah. I mean I fully agree with that it's who you surround yourself with like uh, I saw a quote the other day that said um, everybody that's in your circle isn't necessarily in your corner and that and mm-hmm. I think that that's like very powerful because there, you surround yourself with people the people you surround yourself with might be there because of family, might be there because of it's your neighborhood. And so it's just like, okay, I don't think I want my circle to just be people that are with me due to just proximity. I want to find people that are intentionally in my life that are like Pastor Don talked about, that are that are qualities that I actually want to aspire to. If if I don't acquire to your, your qualities, then it may not be somebody I want to hang around. Now, that's not saying I don't associate with somebody. Like that's We're, we're not saying we're only going to hang on people that are like up here or whatever. But it's I only want to glean information from. I only want to really try to aspire to be like other people. And then also making sure not to have a haughty mentality that says, well, you peasants down there, you got to kind of become <laughs> like, this is like I'm here. And you're, no, it's, it, it, it has to be the relationship. And I think that to your question of how do you wean all those relationships, I don't think you, you get rid of them. You just repurpose them. You have to repurpose your relationship. What I oftentimes in my mind, I look at the person I'm talking to. I'm gonna say, okay, is this a relationship where I'm getting something from them? They're getting something from me. We're getting something from each other. Or is this just fun? Like there, there are some friends I have. They're they're not gonna pour. Like my cousins, they ain't gonna pour nothing into me um, aside from having fun. But they're still my cousins because they're like one of your future questions I think is about fun and and enjoyment you need those people in your world you need to have Mm -hmm. a balanced group of people in your life to to challenge you You need to have very spiritual people that are going to make you grow you and challenge you in your spiritual man but you need some that are going to be like hey like I'm a you guys know me I can be like I I can be I could be bound up yeah, like a modium, like I took a three packs of the modium, <laughs> but uh, but but sometimes I need some X lax pe- lax people in my life. Yeah. You know, I need some people that, that are going to help me. Hope really? this is okay for the podcast. <laughs> I hope you guys love it. Some X lax people. You, I don't know. You got you got emodium people and you got X lax people. Well, for, for sure you need some chill people. In your life. Such a great word picture. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I, I hope it's something we That's all can awesome. relate to. We all can relate. I, it's about being relatable. So this is me. This is an X lax moment for Dwight you know I'm loose I'm not look out I'm loose <laughs> I'm fresh off vacation everybody so this is why I can <laughs> I'm feeling fun. but which, you know which one am I, <laughs> yeah, I, I it, no, it depends on the situation you got it's about repurposing the people for your for your life you're so. a fiber kind of a friend <laughs> you're a fiber. <laughs> 
you know, like a big bowl of raisin bran. You know, <laughs> now you you a cheese pizza. You know, you you, 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 you block it up. You, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to derail the podcast. Oh God, man. <laughs> <laughs> and some X likes people. Well, oh, that takes me to my next question. <laughs> we all need vegetable friends. We all need vegetable too. friends. I, They're just healthy for you. Real healthy, yeah. They're just good for you. So, so this speaking about your healthy circle, trying to find that balance that you talked about sometimes is a little difficult. <laughs> Especially like for me, I'm an all or nothing person. So either you're an all you're all X-Lex, or you're all Imodium. You're all one way or the other. Well, we say it's a both-hand world. That's funny. Then so, yeah, you just have some, some regular friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Just keep so, your regular. Keep yeah. your regular. Yeah. I, got, I, can, I can go for days. I got I got puns for days, guys. I see. I see. You just recharged on vacation. It's marriage. Lift me up a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so... Uh, that's what trying to say is healthy friends. I got you. I yeah. Got you. Right. So in growth, I, I think growth goes hand in hand with balance, in my opinion. And learning balance for me was learning, okay, I can't have all one way. I can't have all the other. So I guess, and I, I really want to hear your perspective as a pastor. How do you keep enough fun, enough peace, enough well, there's not enough God. God is everywhere. But enough of, you know, everything that needs to be brought into your life to bring about that balance that can propel the growth. What are some things that you do to, like, keeping it in your mind, like, you know what, I may be overwhelmed right now. I might need a vacation. Or, you know what, that's not the friend that I need to be talking to about this. Maybe I need to go talk to this person. Yeah, so that's so great. I'm not going to be nearly as funny as Dwight, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully I'll offer some content here. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I like to do is I like to be very intentional about my life. And so I do use the wheel of life to understand the seven domains that I need to master the things in my life that I need to be continuously looking at. And those areas, first of all, you know, health is one, and my career or work, relationships and family, finances, my spiritual life, my emotional life, personal development or mind and intellect, and then the recreational fun and social. And so I always, as I look at that wheel of life, I evaluate on a scale from one to 10, and 10 is the best ultimate. And I, I, on a regular basis, will look and say, where am I at in this area? And if I'm a four, what, what could make it a six? What few things can I do? Or I'll say, right now I'm doing really well in work, but my social life is low and I'm starting to feel it because I'm, I'm getting a little irritated or I'm feeling stressed and I need some time. So on an average, just like we're talking about health in the body, and you can say, you know, here's the diet that I need to be healthy. I know that there are things that I need to have in my week or in my month that will keep me healthy. So I know I got to have a day off and I got to kind of protect that day off because if I don't have it, I'll work 24 7, seven days a week and just keep going. And pretty soon I'll find out that, man, I'm spread so thin, I'm not doing anything well. I know that I need to have a couple of days a week where I, or a couple of days a, a month where I'm just focusing on 
replenishing. So it's a creative day and I'm out in nature or doing whatever. So I, I craft a schedule that I hope to be sustainable that will give me balance in all those areas. And then I protect it. You know, I make sure I don't give it up too quickly that I, I kind of watch over it. Otherwise, I feel like I would get out of balance really fast. I would work, 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 and um, I would probably neglect my emotional life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my friendships. Friendships are a tough one right now. I have people that are saying, uh, do you think I can get on your calendar? And I hate that because I want to be the kind of friend that you don't have to schedule a time. I'll drop what I need to drop to be in your life. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that I have a lot of responsibility, and so I can't just throw stuff away and run off. So friendships are a tough one for me to maintain in terms of being together. Mm-hmm. You know, can maintain them in my heart, my personality. I'm not burning up friendships, but just that that piece I need to make sure that I schedule. And, and, and sometimes I think, like I said a moment ago, somebody might be um, offended that I say, let's put it on the calendar, mm-hmm. but that's – that's how it's going to happen. I have to be intentional. Yeah. yeah. I, I think one of the things we did in staff a few years ago was that, that wheel, the wheel you're talking about. And um, I think you start in the middle and then you draw lines exactly. to each one. And then you put where your number is on that wheel. And then I think one of the things you said that there was, now imagine you're driving a car with that wheel. What does right. it look like? So how does it look to drive a car with, a, with like a, a triangle for the wheel? It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be rough. But if you begin to extend everything out equally, then you can actually see this circle. And I'm like, I think I think that is kind of where um, I, I do I do my best unintentionally, kind of like subliminally, I think about that. And she's like, okay, how am I doing emotionally? How am I doing physically? Like right now, like I know I haven't been working out like I should. So it's like, okay, I need, because that, does something to my mind when I'm working out. I you feel bet. better about life, about about the relationships, about the career. Like I feel better about that. When I stop that, there's a there's a hole missing in, in, in what's happening. I can tell when I stop reading my Bible like I should. Sure. So when you, when your spiritual world is all, all messed up, then the physical world that might go to the side. So there's all of these pieces um, that genuinely, when you put those together, um, that that make you whole. Um, and I think there's a a, a point of People finding people for each one. I, ha- I had a workout buddy. I had a recreational friend that would just kind of hang out. I have a, like somebody at my job who's challenging me, who's growing me. So like in each one of those circles, find yourself somebody that's like uh, that that's a, a holding you accountable is is the big thing. Hold you accountable in each one of those um, those spheres. I think that that's what really helps you balance because without accountability, you can easily where really go off into something else. So I think that that is um, one of the key the key parts for for me to kind of keeping it. Yeah, so true. And I think, like you said a moment ago, each one of our friends, some friends supply a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. And some friends, I know if I just need to laugh and have fun, I have friends that just they're that's what it is. It's just a good time. But they're not going to challenge me spiritually or they're not going to ask me about my health. But then I do have friends that, like you just said, I'll work out with. I have friends that are challengers. They're number eights on the Enneagram. And that's a good thing to have because they'll push me to be better. Or they're not afraid. They're not enamored by anything. They're not afraid to say, hey, you've got, you know, have has anybody ever mentioned this to you or whatever it is to challenge me? No. You know, and so I like that. And then I love how you just keep pointing at me. I, I, mean, am I know point, I'm, eight, I'm pointing. You know, you know, but I don't do that. To Both of you guys are eights. <laughs> and they, and you saw that uh, Pastor Frankie did his 
Oh, Enneagram, he... guess what he came out with? What? Eight. Eight, that's funny. <laughs> Eight, seven, you know, I've been, six. I've been reading random rabbit trail. I've been reading the Enneagram. I think we have been reading the Enneagram wrong or the Uh-oh. Enneagram test. So I just found out that the wings, and you may, you probably know this, yeah. the wings are your next two closest numbers, yeah, and whichever six. one, yeah. I've been saying that wrong. Seven all. or nine, yeah. Yeah, you're, so you're, I'm you're eight, eight seven. with a wing seven. Yeah, yeah I was saying I was a wing two. No, none. Zero percent nine. No peacemaker in my spirit. Most, most people think the wing is their second highest score. No, yeah. the wing is the one that's next. Now, me and my mom legitimately had an argument back and forth. Yeah. And so she went and printed out the paper yeah. and was like, look, this yeah. is, and I was like, oh, there's your eight coming out. That's funny. <laughs> okay, wait, the wing is what did you just so say? So like, so I'm a one. Yes. And the, your wing is going to be either a nine or a two. So I, I would never be like my second high score was, I think, like a three or a seven. But that doesn't make it my wing. My wing is either a nine or a, or a two in my nine. I'm a peacemaker. So I'm a one wing nine, which means I'm, I lean more towards the peacemaker side of it. OK. All. Yeah. Right. I'm an eight wing seven. So. Yeah. Right. No peacemaker in my blood. No. no. Well, you said in my spirit. Now there's a peacemaker in your spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's a peacemaker. In all my right. Spirit. I almost started Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talking about those friends that you were talking about. So mm-hmm. that. Because going through a situation now with me, my health is, it, it's kind of rocky again. So it's getting back to that, which came out of nowhere. But my doctor said something to me that's kind of funny. We're talking about this today. Cause she was like, there's no physical, like medical reasoning why these things are happening. She said, I need you to see a therapist. And I was like, why? And she said, because these things that are happening from you are emotional. Like I think mm-hmm. that you have mental and emotional issues and situations going on that you haven't dealt with that are now manifesting themselves physically. She said, and if you don't deal with the root of it, All right, now. there's nothing that I can do to help you. So I had to think about it. Like, I don't really take care of therapists. is like a, like a unspoken mm-hmm. no-no in the African-American community. Like, you don't, yep. you don't talk about going to see I've never heard that. Yeah, that's not something Why? that's really pushed. I know that's off topic, but why? For, for males, I know for me... Um, the only real emotion that you know how to identify with coming anger. up is anger. Yep. So if you cry, stop being a punk, yep. you know, man up. So there's no way I'm going to tell you to go see a therapist because you shouldn't even be feeling those emotions in the first place yeah, as yeah. a young man. That's not human. That's yeah. not right. So it's then you get, yeah, so I grow up now and I'm like, uh, I'm very emotionally ignorant. And there are stuff that I will feel that, you know, like Avalon is the closest one to me. So there's something that I will feel Monday that I'll just sit on. And then two weeks from then, she can get out and slam the door. And then I just, I'm I'm exploding now. And she'll be mm-hmm. like, whoa, ho, ho, where's that coming yeah, from? Yeah, what did that? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's because I don't know how to, I, I genuinely don't know how to process those things mm-hmm. or get them out without it being a long you know, can we talk on Thursday night at six o'clock? And then I got all this stuff just to lay on you. That's real heavy. I don't know a regular, healthy way to get those emotions out. Yep, I, it's, it's very similar, very, very similar nature that you you don't you don't talk about your emotions. Um, and then I know growing up, like there were people who would get counseling, and we like we would laugh at them because it was <laughs> it, it was like therapist and psychiatry were the same thing. So if you went to a therapist, that meant that you were like. You, 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 that, that, that there was something wrong with you mentally. And, and, and that was, and I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive on how I say it because I don't know, because there are people who actually have to go to psychiatrists, but like there's, you equated the two. And so you automatically assume like that you needed a straight jacket at you. And it's just like, no, so, so you would just suppress all of your feelings and just kind of let it go. And it wasn't until I was well into my twenties that I said, 
okay, let me actually start talking about stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and but the thing is, it's weird because you would you would talk about things to certain people and like cousins or uncles or whatever, and they would just be like, oh, it's nothing. And 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 they would put so so you automatically heard, oh, it's nothing. So it's like some people would listen to you, but they would just say, oh, that's okay. Everybody goes through that. You'll get over it. And so you just said, rather than wasting my time hearing somebody not give me an answer, I'd rather just deal with it my own self. Um, and you just, you just, you just, you just internalize it. That, and I know that's something that I have that, that I've encountered. Yeah. And I'm dealing with it now. So now she's like, I need you to go see a therapist three times a week. And I'm like, for what? But then talking to the therapist one, the first day it was like, okay, there's some things messed up. Mm-hmm. There's some breaches. There's some places that's... And then you get... Then for me, I got nervous. So I was like, I don't want to go back because mm-hmm. now you ask me about questions and stuff that I never... That happens so like, often. Yeah. So for me, I'm ready to run. You know, like, yeah, I'm not going back to see him. But then I have to keep in my mind, this is a part of, like we're talking about growth yep. and health, is understanding why you are the way that you are. Understanding yes. where those... Mm-hmm breaches happened and what did it cause and then you get into generational curses and then you and for me it's like oh ho, ho, I don't want to go I don't want to visit that place like yeah. that's so I, I don't know if, and I mean I know you're like an expert on trauma and, and growth and stuff like that and this is slightly off topic but I, I don't, don't know about know. an expert but I have some experience <laughs> well, you yes. one, yeah one yeah. of the you, ones you, that I, I would you have talk a few to. books yeah. I have a few <laughs> books on that yes <laughs> so that kind of makes you kind of an expert. Yeah, you know, I guess so. Somewhat, you know, somewhat. You know enough to teach somebody else yeah. about uh-huh. it. So, you know, that's a part of growth and balance, but that's a part for me that's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable. So I guess first, how do you, I don't even know, how do you deal with learning the things that you didn't deal with? Like, like how do you, is there something that you can do that makes it, okay to get to dive into those dark dark corners yeah well first of all you know I just am going to applaud your courage to delve back into that because there's so much healing first of all in sharing story Mm -hmm. your story it has to be told and it has to be told in the presence of a sympathetic listener who will not try to correct you or teach you or shame you, but honor and respect you and your story and what you've come through. The fact that you're still sitting here as a survivor and being able to laugh shares a lot about your character. You know, you're a survivor, you're strong, but your strength has also, it has limits and it has a sustainability that when it starts to go, and I'm coming from a survivor myself, there was a point in time in my 30s where I was 32, where I had, we call it a breakdown, and we don't, ha- we know we nerves don't break down, but I had a complete um, post-traumatic stress disorder episode and collapse with panic attacks and depression and had to go on medication and was completely just wiped out for many, many months, had to go to the counselor. So, you know, your body keeps score. Whatever you swallow, your body keeps score. And and whatever you don't process, it will process you. It will tell on you. And so congratulations for telling your story because it actually, in telling your story, 
it begins to disengage and rewire the pathways of your brain and take you out of survival and fists in the air and hypervigilance and stress. It begins to remove you out of that. Sometimes you have said, that you respond very quickly and you go from zero to 50 and I'll, yeah, I'll teach somebody something. I'll give them five points, That's right. you know, and I just That's made right, that Jesus. up, but that feels like you. And, um, but that quick response like that, that's that fight and flight. And that's because your brain is still very wired for flee, get out of here. Like I just said, fight and flight or um, vigilance. I'm ready because it's traumatized. And so good job. And I, first of all, and I know this is, we're just sharing this with our thousand closest friends, but uh, <laughs> you know, you're in such a growth trajectory man, in so many soft. ways. I told my mom the other day, tries to make me soft, man. Yeah. Now, I, <laughs> now people say something and I'll be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep moving. But my mom, it happened in the grocery store the other day. And my mom was like, you didn't. You. And I was like, yeah, Charles is making me soft, man. Charles. I, I, I don't think it's soft. I, I think it, it's, it's that. I, I remember I, I used to, believe it or not, I used to be a little, I used to be very much like responsive. And one day I realized I'm stressing myself out over all these people that are going to do what they want to do regardless. So I'm going to just let it go. Like it's, it, I'm not letting it go because I don't care. I'm letting it go because I know I don't have control over them. Yeah. And, and that was the beginning of like, okay, breathe. Let kind of, kind of let stuff go, and I, I think that especially when it comes, there are situations that you can control that are in within your your realm of influence. But when it comes to people, all you can do is love them. And and, and we talked about this morning in staff is people who are teachable, people who want to do it, who, who want to know. So like when you talk about this in the context of like leading people, I can't change what somebody's response is going to be. I can't do that. But what I can do is hear them and say, okay, bet. Now how am I going? How am I going to let that affect me? Yeah. How, how am I going to, like you talked about in marriage, like how am I becoming the person that's going to be equipped for this relationship or does not even need to be a relationship. If there's somebody who's going to be attacking me, maybe I don't need to be in, maybe there's mm -hmm. just somebody that I just put to the side. Yeah. But really understanding how that connects to the growth is, man, that that took me, like I said, well into my 20s before I went to a, a, a therapist um, because it, I, cause I, went, I went to a therapist because I needed it. I was, I was going crazy something wasn't right and I didn't know what it was and when I went I think for me the big thing that I got out of it was this is somebody that doesn't need something from me this is somebody that's simply just they weren't offering I'm a fixer so and like most guys are fixers so it's just like when I would tell people my problems back in my past they'd be like well all you got to do is this 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 and this you try it and it wouldn't work so it's just like what's the point of me talking to you about yeah. talking to you about it and then another big thing I, I, and since we're in the church realm it'd be like Jesus is my counselor. Yeah. So 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 it'd be like just pray about, and I would pray, pray. I would pray, and I'd be like, Lord, what's going on? People would talk to me like there, there's the the story about the boat and the guys like in the middle of the ocean, yes. and God would send me people, and I'd be like, Jesus gonna send me an answer. Like like I don't I don't want I don't need you guys. Jesus is gonna drop something down. I got into my word. I would like I was studying the Bible, and I was just like, what's going on? And I didn't, but it was just like, okay, hey, there's actually merit. There's actually value. And talking, that's why the body, the Bible talks about the body and the community and talking with one another. It was just like, okay, now I get what that means. Like, I get how that really matters. Because Supporting one another, yep. holding each other up, coming mm -hmm. to each other's aid. By the way, the punchline to that story of the guy in the boat, yeah. 
he ends up dying yeah. and he gets to heaven. He says to God, you didn't save me. And God says, what are you talking about? I sent you an airplane, a helicopter, a parachute. Yep. You wouldn't take it. Yep. Yep. So, you know, God uses the members of the body of Christ to lift us up, to pray for us, but also to show us the way, you yeah. know, therapists, teachers, mm -hmm. trainers, mm -hmm. people, yeah. mentors, friends. Yeah. It's, for, I know for me, it's just hard to trust people sometimes because when you are gifted or when you are when you have something that you can offer people sometimes attach themselves to you for what you can do and i know a while back we talked about people want your gift they don't want really you they don't want your story they don't so i know for me i always have to evaluate like what do you want from me what is it that you actually are here for and it makes it hard to trust the people that god sends that airplane pilot to help get me through trauma as a male like to be able to acknowledge that that has happened and figure out how to get better so for me i just sit back and i just analyze everybody like yeah you want something like and i think that comes you know it comes also from the way you're wired because eights tend to have the gift of suspicion and uh we'll, i love how you call that a gift thank you, know, you little suspect but also you know think about the narration in your head you know what's the story you're telling yourself yeah. or what was the training what's the stuff that people put in you that might not have been the truth you know nowhere in the word of god does it tell us to trust people nowhere it says trust in him mm -hmm. so i can choose to interface with you because i don't have to trust you but but i choose to but because ultimately i'm trusting in god so god's not going to bring me the counterfeit, you know, if I'm in, I'm praying for him and all of a sudden this individual comes into my life, I'm not saying don't be discerning, certainly, but um, you can trust yourself to the just judge. And then you get that narration out of your head and you begin to replace it with, you know, some better, some better dialogue, mm -hmm. such as God brought this person to help me mm -hmm. and I have a gift that isn't me. It's God working through me and I'm here to bless people with it. And you have a gift, and I'm going to let you help me. You know, switch it up a little bit instead of going to that dark space in the, yep. in the, uh, you know, corner of the brain. And because I go there too sometimes, and I have to interrupt it and say, "Wait a minute." Yeah, and I haven't gotten to the interrupting stage yet. I mean, yeah. I'm growing, and again, being around you guys, I keep saying you made me soft, but you guys make me think, and you make there me. We, there we go. You make yes. me <laughs> like I can't just be so go go go. And it's helping, especially having to go to a therapist now, because I'm able to open up and talk about, like, there are real traumatic experiences that happen in, I can only speak from a young African-American male's perspective, like, growing up. I grew up in a single-family home, you know, so yeah. seeing mama work and stuff like that, as an eight, I put it on my shoulders to be the man in the house. Yeah. So you don't really get a childhood. Like, you don't get to just be a kid, you know, you out. Right doing whatever I need to do, hustling, things that are awful, that are not what I should have been doing, but I got to help mama, you yes. know, mama and I going to go work two, three jobs and I'm just here. So you forfeit the childhood, you forfeit the, the innocence, yeah, the innocence and you take on this perspective of you 11 trying to look at it as a grown up when, mm -hmm. when your reality and your what you've gone through doesn't merit that perspective. 
So as 11, I haven't paid a bill. But I'm out going shooting dice at the park to bring mama $100 to pay a bill when that's not mm-hmm. my job. Mm-hmm. Like that's not yeah. what you get to, that's not what you're supposed to be doing at 11. You're supposed right. to be figuring out what backpack you want to take to school, you know, doing your homework, stuff like that. So when you get, when I'm being here trying to revisit those places, it's like, okay, sometimes it's healthy just to pause for a minute. Like all that noise that's in your head, you can just, like it doesn't make you crazy because you deal with those things. And it doesn't make you soft. I, I make a joke, but it, it don't is. make you soft to that's right. to stop for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all a part of what we're talking about today is just growth. You know, growth. it's all a part mm-hmm. of getting better. So it's, you know, first I just I'll, thank you guys for helping <laughs> sticking with me long enough because I know we bumped heads and I know I was pushing Dwight like, yo, what are we doing? But helping me to get to this place to even be open. I don't think this counselor or this moment would happen had I not joined tribes mm. on staff, you know, a year ago. Cause mm-hmm. I wouldn't be willing to look at that like strange lady that I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know you don't judge me cause of what I've, what I'm doing. Like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't be willing to talk to her had I not been here. Right. Cause right. You know, around here, a random office visit can turn into a preaching moment yep. we have the greatest staff around here like don't we <laughs> i our, know our I'm office so manager excited. used to be a pastor so yes she we're all pastors yeah everybody around, so you literally could be filing papers and you say something and she'll be like but the word of god says, says. and you would be like yeah yes ma'am okay yes, ma'am. so <laughs> she give you homework send you home with stuff to do i'm like i did not come up here to get i homework. just was trying to get some copy <laughs> yeah, paper right. <laughs> yeah, yeah you get homework but i appreciate it because now my level of growth or now in my process of growing, I'm more open to acknowledge those traumatic experiences that don't make me crazy or don't make me a punk or anything like that. Absolutely not. So, and that's not your identity. You know, the truest thing about you is yeah. that you are who God says you are. Mm-hmm. And someone made this statement. I can't remember. It might have been Irwin McManus, but he said, when the boy heals the man will emerge Mm -hmm. when the little boy heals the man will emerge and sometimes the little boy inside or the little girl inside which is a very real we are the sum total of every age we've ever lived Mm -hmm. so the little 11 year old is still in there and when he finds healing then it's as though integration begins to take place and you know the man emerges and so some of these areas where you said, well, I used to do this, but now I do that, that's because of healing. Yep. That's growth. That's what. That's the work of the Lord going on in your life. Yep. I was going to say, like, that, and that, like you mentioned, like the, the we talked about the surroundings earlier, like who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people who are going to validate you're this, you're that, then that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what will manifest itself. But when yep. you surround your people that are going to challenge you and say, no, this is who God says you are. This is this is the potential that you have. Like that's that's why your surroundings are so important because you can, like I said earlier, you can surround yourself with so many people that appear to be, but you have to begin to build authentic community, authentic relationships. So I know people are like from church are listening. Like this is not just like a a, a, a cam session. Like, this is real stuff that when you surround yourselves with people who are genuinely have your best interests in mind, 
um, and I, and want to see you become the best person you can be, then growth will happen. Growth growth is a byproduct of that. Now you don't go in saying, okay, I want I want this. I'm going to talk with this person so they can change me. No, that's unhealthy. God's the only one that can change you. Yeah. But Lord, lead me into relationships that will cause me to grow. Lead me into spaces that will cause me to grow the way that you want me to grow. And when you begin to have that mindset. The Holy Spirit will lead you into those spaces. Will lead you into those relationships. Like I think about when you coming here, we were like we had lost the sound guy, and it was just like, okay, what's going on? Like we call our buddy George Davis. If you're listening, he was led worship last Sunday. George is like, I got the perfect guy for you, and like it was the whole thing was random because I just stopped by George's house. He was like, I got the perfect guy for you. I was like, okay, cool. Met Cam, and then I, I think I texted you immediately. You text me right back, and it's just like because I was praying, Lord, I. I can't do like all I need. I need, we need somebody here. So Lord send somebody and God provided, not knowing that it was going to be all of cam. Like, you know, like, 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 like cam, all the, the all hand of motions his, just all, now were so <laughs> stellar. All, all, all of his greatness. I, I was meaning in terms of I, that was, that was what's inside. It's okay. And, and, I know. I know what it is. It's, it's, all, right. it's, it's, it's all of his personality, all of his, like it was, and it's just like, Lord, thank you for that. And, and in doing that, God has a way of not just taking what we thought we were going to get. Like, I didn't just get a son, man. I got a little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got I got like a guy who knows a lot of people in the city. So it's just like you have all of that put together. It's like this is what this is how God grows us. But what that also meant is I, I had to and we talk about growth. And one of the big things is when you grow, some stuff you were comfortable with have to fall away. In my brain, I'm like I'm not a hoarder, but I watch the show hoarders where people just get a bunch of stuff. In. Oh, they do, man. And, and the and the concept of growth can feel like I gotta have this, I gotta have this, I gotta have this. No, growth sometimes is letting go of things that you held on so, you know, the Bible talks about like laying, laying aside the sin that so easily besets you. Like that is growth. Growth is letting go of those little things that you just want to hold on to. No, if, if, there's, if there's a friend, like we talked about earlier, if there's a friend that isn't producing no fruit, yeah, the Bible talks about cutting, pruning it, like cutting yes. that off so that you can grow and become, uh, become mm-hmm. more. So, And the reason why you prune is because you will have random stray rogue branches that are sucking your energy. Yeah. And keeping you from producing fruit, so God will prune that stuff off. Sometimes it's busyness, sometimes it is people, you know. But to your point, that pruning is so necessary. And so, you know, I believe that, like, as a parent, one of the most beautiful things to see was the growth of my children. And I think every one of us, I, I many of us anyway, would have a wall that we would stand up against and then the little pencil line and mm-hmm. And we would rejoice, and and each one of my kids, I could see where they were growing because growth makes the parent happy, and it's expected, and it's necessary, and it's something to celebrate. And God, as our Father, He wants us to grow, and He celebrates that. And growth comes oftentimes from adversity and going through struggles and sitting with the counselor and being willing to go back into the story, growth comes from doing the hard things, but later we reap the harvest. We love the rewards, but we got to do the hard work first. And that's what, you know, well done, son. That's what you're doing right now. You're yeah. in it. It's yeah. good for you. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable, but I'm, I like who I am today. Oh, that's so good. That, you know? Saying that, saying that is like, I, I, re- I remember there were years I can never see that. Yeah. I, it would always be, 
I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm okay with who I am. Yeah. But when you begin, when you begin to identify, like we sing a song, "I am who you say I am." Yeah. God loves us. God approves yes. of who we are. He knows that we that there are issues, but He's saying, "In spite, I unconditionally love you, my yeah. son." And when you can repeat what God says about you, man, man, then then, then, yeah. then we got we got we got something to work with, you know. And it's I would encourage anybody, you know, it's not easy at all. I will be the first to say it, but be okay being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, because then you get to get, like Dwight said, the mind of, of who God says that you are, you know, and I'm not anywhere near perfect at all. Like nowhere near close, but I'm OK with the mistakes that I've made. You know, I'm learning to revisit some of those uncomfortable places and rewire. I didn't even know the rewiring thing happened. So I learned that today. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the rewiring process, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I encourage anybody like growth. Is necessary if you want it. I'll put that out there. If you want it, growth is necessary, but it's also very, very uncomfortable. So. Yes. Well, growth is necessary whether they want it or not. But if you want it, you may be uncomfortable in it. Yeah. But stick to it. Yeah. Because you're gonna love. Yeah. Doesn't it feel? And I know our time is gone, but doesn't it feel better to be okay with who you are? than yeah. to have self-loathing or self-rejecting or to be a, be that victim and go through life just angry at the world. And random sidebar, which maybe is worth a podcast, but if in the black community people look down on help and therapy and counseling, mm -hmm. is there a connection to no wonder the, the black community, there's so much rage and anger right now like where has all that anger gone if not dealt with it's just yeah not that there's not genuine reasons for being right. angry but i'm saying wow yeah M mental health in the black community that that's a big yeah. thing right now that that people are really trying to push because it's, it's something that oftentimes wasn't offered like we had a guidance counselor in school but they all they talked about was how to get to college like that that was right. the guidance right. counselor but you the resources and and I'll speak for my community going down south. There wasn't many resources to to go and talk to. I would hear some of my like white friends saying like I'm going to counseling. I'd be like, oh, you're crazy, and it's, it's all stuff like that. Or I would just assume that they were going to like the guidance counselor. But mental health in the community in the in the African American community, and I even saying in, in communities of of color, that is something that that's a big thing. That's from a mosaic side of things, that's something we, we want to talk about. Yeah, is let's really, talk about it's, that. It's bringing some people in to like talk about some of the the I say the generic triggers that why people don't go and, and really having some some counselors that are in the in a black community and say, hey, let's talk about what's going on and really help lay out the, the some of the facts and some of, and disprove some things so that our people of color here at tribes and even. There are some white people who have this have very similar thought sure. patterns about it. Yeah. We, we, we want to be able to, to just dispel all of that to say, like, hey, no, here's here's why it's, it's good and healthy for you. I think even this mild conversation we have right now, I believe, is setting some people free from, like, should Hallelujah. I go, should I go, should mm -hmm. I not go? Yeah. I, I just believe, like, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So yeah. sharing that is what's, is what's going to do it. But mental health in the African-American community, that's 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 an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down, Cam. That's I what will. we got to talk I about. Because, yeah. I mean, it's necessary, man. I remember in high school, my guidance counselor didn't – she tried, but she couldn't really get it. Like, her thing was I was a football player and a basketball player. So she was like, where are you going to school? What are you about to do? You know. So the first person that ever even addressed my mental state was one of my football coaches. His name was Bill Crane, one of the greatest guys on earth to me. Mm -hmm. But he's this big – you know, 
Caucasian male, and he'll tell you I'm from Hicktown. He went to Hope College. But one day he set me down. So did my husband. Yeah, one day (laughs) Crane was just like, why are you so angry? Like, all the time. Like, anytime somebody says anything to you, you just go to the extreme. What's going on at home? Mm -hmm. And that was the first time somebody had really asked me, like, outside of anything to do with sports, church, music, whatever. What's up with you? Like, what's going on? And so he introduced me to, I don't remember that lady's name, but she was a, a psychiatrist. And that was the first time for me that I had ever encountered that. And the questions that she asked me, I didn't like, so I never went back. Sorry, Crane, but I didn't. Um, but even in that little small nugget or that small question for me, it kind of made me sit and think, like, why am I still so angry? So those things never being addressed in the African-American community, it literally just compounds. compounds oh, like, absolutely. And it just grows and grows. Then you get people who are 40 who gang banging. And yeah. it's like, why? You a grown man. Like, right. for real grown. So, yeah, that's a that's a topic that we should get some Physically in, grown though. and emotionally stuck at yep. 10, yep. 12. Yep, because yeah. something happened to you that yeah. upset you. And uncle and grandpa yeah. said man up. So uh, even for me, like the, the young men that I'm connected to, I don't tell them man up. Because mm-hmm. in the African-American community, it's so awful to tell a young man mm-hmm. man up. Because that means that his tears aren't, like that makes him feminine. Yeah. And that's not. It, that's not human. Yeah. I mean, if people don't tend to your heart and give you permission to feel what you're feeling at that, those tender ages and really hear your concerns and offer some kind of comfort and guidance at that point and all you get is man up you learn this world is evil scary place and it's up to me to take care of me and you just armor up yep and if whatever that looks like for you is on you yep because i'm gonna take care of me so if that means running you over or doing something harmful to you well oh well because i'm taking care of me yeah so yeah that's definitely a needed a needed topic Closing thoughts on growth, trauma, care, and raisin bran. Raisin. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Emodium. Emodium and emodium and X-Lags. No, I, th- I think the, the conversation about, I think growth, we, we, we hit on a lot. And, and uh, yeah, my closing remarks would just be, yeah, find those relationships, cherish those relationships, really assess them, like take take a quick inventory on the people that are in your in your close circle, in your corner, um, that are uh, want to see the best for you, and, and really ask questions. Like begin to ask them to hold you accountable. It's, it's good to have people in your around you just talk to and kind of hang out with, but ask those people like to hold you accountable to something. Like in, in the the short example of like a workout partner. Okay, make sure I go to the gym three times a week. Make sure you, I go to the gym. Okay, what does that mean? And, and I got this from you. Like, okay, what does that mean? Am, am I going to just go to the gym and sit down and look at the machines, or am I going to go and do a treadmill, or, or like work the like really get specific with with the goals that you have? And if you in each one of those areas, when it comes to relationships, make sure you're making meaningful relationships with your family. How's your mom doing? How's your grandma doing? How's your make sure you're doing that to to hold yourself accountable so that you can be more balanced. Otherwise, what you don't think about will just it'll go away. You it won't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess my closing remarks would be after you've evaluated those relationships, um, evaluate yourself and figure out what place do I hold with these people that I've now, you know, taken note of in my life. And my big brother, you know, Dwight, am I a good little brother or am I irritating or am I both? You know, like what what does that look like? And if there's areas for you that you don't like 
and you can't figure out how to correct, never be afraid to reach out to a professional or us here at the church. You know, we'll spend time talking to you and we'll even tell now mind you none of us are psychiatrists so we're not going to try to fix you we can tell you you may need to see a psychiatrist we can pray with you those type of things but reach out to somebody because the noise in your head is not going to get quieter i think my grandfather said whenever i ask myself a question no whenever i talk to myself i'm always right oh right i'm a genius in my own mind yeah he's always saying when when he talks because he would ask us stuff like but why did you do that? And I'd be like, I thought that it was right. He said, when you talk to yourself, you're always right. Okay. So, you know, now don't keep talking to yourself. Don't keep trying to Mm -hmm. fix it by yourself because you always going to find that, oh, it's okay that I just went off on this person in Walmart Mm -hmm. when it's really not. So don't be afraid to go. We have the ability to rationalize like nobody's business. (laughs) We can tell ourselves a finely crafted story and believe it and keep sharing it. You know, it's our truth, but... So I think for me, um, closing remarks for me, I just am really hearing the word becoming in my heart, my mind, that it's important to become all that God has called us to do, Mm -hmm. become the right spouse, become the right friend, become the right servant of God. And the way that we do that is through the work of the Holy Spirit, surrendering and allowing him to do his work in us and through us and cooperating with that work. And so I want to become the right wife. And so I'm going to be intentional about my wheel of life and see how I'm scoring in those areas. And I'm going to do what I can do. But ultimately, I want to cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit as he allows me to become all that I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. good stuff today, guys. It's great. It's always great. Dwight, great to have you back. It was just, just wasn't the same. We were like a, a triangle wheel trying to go down the highway. <laughs> when you get back, you tell us about Imodium and Xlex. And oh, boy. It's, you well, now that you're married, you can talk about all those things. Yeah. Have you gotten used to the ring? You know, the last podcast you were practicing. So, so. what's funny is so I'm playing keys this Sunday. This is going to be my first Sunday playing keys with the ring. So I got to practice pretty hard. So oh. I feel like my ring finger is going to be it's a little, little more heavy. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. This is one, the perfectionist. Yeah. They practice I, I gotta practice to make with the sure. ring. Because even now, it's like I got to get used to it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you practice wearing it. So yeah. I would expect you to practice playing with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That'd be, be good. We wouldn't so. expect any less. Cool. <laughs> It's been great. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you've enjoyed this rendition and edition of Tribes to Tribes. 